Good morning, everybody. We are so glad to see you, and thank you for joining us um, on My New Life at Home today. It is going to be a great day to be in the presence of God. Awesome worship just now. I hope you guys sing loud, whether you were sitting or standing or whatever it is you were doing. Um, I'm going to encourage you right now, get that Get a cup of coffee, go to your kitchen, do what you need to do, or get a, a Bible out or your Bible app out. Um, get pen and paper or get your notes app out and follow along. I want to thank everyone for joining us on live.nlcwv.com. We've got a brand new interface for you to use and uh, experience the worship service today, and so enjoy it. You've got tabs for giving and for Bible app and for so many great things, so I, I encourage you to enjoy it, share it. Um, and learn it. Uh, we're excited to bring you the word today. Um, I just want to say too, we miss you guys again like crazy. Um, we love you so much. And if you have any prayer requests or any need at all during this message, chat it up. Uh, contact someone. We've got moderators, elders, pastors there to help pray with you and guide you and lead you. Whatever it is, join your faith with you and help you through this. Whatever it is you need, we just want you to know, reach out, reach out. And so anyway, um, let's see, we're on like day 12 or so of this quarantine, I'm about three or four days into uh, everybody being stuck at home. Is everybody doing okay? I hope so. Um, with a big like all caps, let me know. I'm okay. Type it up. Got a great word for you today. Really great word for you today. And I'm going to just have some fun. I felt like it was time to have a little fun. So quick prayer, quick prayer, and then we're going to go into it. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the word today for encouraging us, building our faith. We want to hear your voice speak to us so we allow you to be the dominant voice, the priority, the priority in our heart and mind and life right now. And we yield to you, Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence into every home, through every device that is joining us right now. And we thank you, Lord, once again, that the Holy Spirit of God is not restricted or confined into a building. Lord, it flows. You flow, and so we welcome you. We love you in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Give me a, I want an all caps amen. Type it out. Amen. So I read a question on Facebook the other day, and it got me thinking. I thought this was very interesting. Someone asked, when we get back to normal, and we will get back to normal, I want another amen. We will have normal life once again. And he said, when you get back to normal, what is it that you want to change? I started thinking. I mean, I don't know. What is there to change? And all of a sudden, some things struck me about the golden opportunity that we've all been given through this quarantine to have a fresh start. A fresh start. And I, I thought, I'm going to preach on that. God has given us, and it was a very unlikely circumstance, but we've got this beautiful opportunity to have a fresh start and consider new paths. And so I, I started thinking about the many different ways we could have a fresh start. Fresh start in a career, fresh start in relationships, fresh start with our health, fresh start spiritually. So many ways that we could take on a brand new beginning or a fresh start. It could be a diet, eating healthy. I mean, Lots of different things. We basically wiped out the nation's cookie supply. So let's eat some healthy food now. I don't know. Maybe it's an absolute fresh start with your relationship with God. That would be the most powerful and important thing. And I want everybody to know that it's not too late. In fact, now, now is the time to do it. So um, I was sitting in my office this past Wednesday just 
praying because we had that statewide day of prayer. I was so thankful for Governor Justice calling that and was just overwhelmed, had this moment of being overwhelmed at all of the people who were praying and crying out to God. I am not a crying preacher. In fact, when I see preachers who can just turn it on, I'm a preacher's kid, so I've been around it. When I see preachers who could just turn on the waterworks and start crying, I'm like, here we go. I'm not one of those guys. I don't cry a lot. I don't cry often. I don't cry when I preach. But man, in my office, I teared up. I teared up. I just, this was such a beautiful moment. It wasn't just the fact that people were praying. It's just you had so many people all at once crying out to God. And in that moment, my prayer, along with everybody else's, I also included, Lord, please don't make this just a day, but make this a transition, a fresh start for this state that we would really be a people who seek you and follow after you when this all ends and through on and beyond in Jesus' name. Um, the thing about fresh starts, too, is that fresh starts aren't restricted to an age. So your kids can get a fresh start. Your teenagers, your students, college kids can get a fresh start. It's not just about adults. It's not just about the older people getting a fresh start. No, it's about all of us embracing what God has given, this opportunity to have a fresh start in our life and really seek him. And uh, I also, want, while I'm thinking about kids for a moment, I want to give a quick shout out to all you amazing teachers who have been staying up with the students and reaching out to families. we got teachers who are creating special groups, Facebook groups, so they can stay in touch with these students. You all are heroes, and we thank you, and we're praying for you too. We're especially praying for you once you get these kids back in the classroom after they've been stuck at home for like six or eight straight weeks. <laughs> anyway. I don't know where I'm going now. All right, let's get back to the message. Fresh starts. You know, they're also not limited to Christians. They're not limited to people of faith. Uh, if, you're, if you're watching this and maybe you're checking this thing out, maybe you're, somebody shared this and you're, you're watching it for the first time, or maybe, you know, you heard uh, Pastor Josh likes to tell jokes and sometimes he's funny and I need a good laugh. Whatever. For whatever reason you're checking this thing out, you can have a fresh start in your life today as well. And I want to make sure that you're aware of that. Um, so I know a lot of Christians, I know a lot of Christians, and they are really anxious for something new, really want a fresh start in their spiritual life, uh, especially right now. And I, I will tell you this, if in your spiritual life you have in any way felt like you were on a treadmill, and I know we've forgotten what treadmills are because all the gyms are closed right now. In fact, there was a video that really made me laugh, and I wanted you guys to see it, um, because all the gyms are closed, they, people don't have access to the treadmills and the stair climbers and all the things they normally do. And this, this girl made a video of an in-home treadmill. So many of us, that's what we feel like. We feel like our Christianity is going nowhere. We're just continually running in the same place, not going anywhere, not making any progress. And so if you're, ha if you're a follower of Jesus and you feel like your spiritual relationship with the Lord has gotten dry or a little bit parched or a little bit stale or a little bit predictable or maybe a lot predictable during the season, and a lot of our cries to God here lately have just been cries for help but a lot of us not sure we've been growing in our faith. I know especially before this hit, there was a massive group of people, believers, who were dry and parched and stale. And so if that's you and you're like, man, maybe you showed up to church or maybe you were watching today with this expectation about maybe I can get this boost and maybe it'll help me through. I just know that a lot of us, we put a lot of pressure on external things changing internal things. We want the external to motivate the inside and, and we put a lot of stock on that. And we're looking for that external motivation to jumpstart our life and our spiritual life. I will say this. If any of these examples describe you, 
welcome to the planet. Congratulations, you're a human being, because every one of us feel this way at some point, especially right now where we're in quarantine and dealing with staying at home, and every day feels, some, in a lot of ways, feels like Groundhog Day. We're all living that show and that movie right now. But if in any way you feel like that, you are normal. I want you to know that, first of all. Um, this past week, I went on this quest. It was like this Lord of the Rings quest to find and pursue some toilet paper and laundry detergent. And um, I, I, I barely made it out of life. Thank you, though. Um, while I was there, I was getting some Tide. We used Tide for laundry detergent. We needed some. And I looked on the bottle, and it said, new and improved. And I started laughing. Oh, it just caught me off guard. I thought, new and improved? Tide, it was new and improved when I was 10 years old. Like, what is new and improved about it? It's just like we have this obsession with new things. We want something new all the time. Uh, I woke up this morning and brushed my teeth with Crest. You know why I have it? And it's because it says new and improved on the bottle. It tastes exactly the same as it did when I was 8 years old brushing my teeth. It's the exact same, but we have this obsession with new things. Um, we love new. Well, here's the good news. God also loves new things. Loves new things. He's all about that new. And here's the deal. God sees the new ahead of us. He knows that there is a new for you, a new for me. And not only does he see it ahead of us, he knows how to get us there. And that's where I really want to talk about and preach on today, that God has this plan. And so there's this amazing passage in Isaiah 43 where God speaks this out to Isaiah. And he says, Isaiah, I've got something new for you, something brand new for your life. And if there's any part of your life that's felt dry before or during this situation, if there's any part of your life where you've struggled in this, God says, I'm going to speak new life into it. And I want you all to absolutely receive this new life through the Holy Spirit that God has during this message. With that in mind, let's look at this passage. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. This is what God says. For I'm about to do something new. I've already begun. Don't you see it? I'll make a pathway through the wilderness. I'll create rivers in the dry wasteland. If there is not, if that's not a word for today, I don't know what is. I'll make a pathway through the wilderness. I'll create rivers in the dry wasteland. God is saying this. I can see the new for your life. In fact, I know how to get you there. I can create a path and get you through this situation. And there is a promise that God made to Isaiah that he is making to us today. It's just as real for me and you as it was for Isaiah thousands and thousands of years ago. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce you to a little bit uh, deeper into the person of Isaiah. So we can learn about him, talk about him. Um, and we're going to look at this passage in Isaiah. Now, Isaiah is in the Old Testament. And if you are new to church and you've not, or maybe you're coming back in a while, um, the Old Testament is the first half of your Bible, in case you didn't know that. I know I'm being kind of a jerk right now. And, and this is the great thing about online streaming is I don't know if you laugh or not at my jokes, so I just go like you are. In my head, everybody's laughing because they think it's hilarious. So if you don't like it, you can type boo on the chat box, do what you got to do. But anyway, so Old Testament, first half of your Bible. It's the part that's a little more stiff than the rest of your Bible because you never use it. So we're going to look at the Old Testament 
And if you want to read, we're going to look in the book of Isaiah. What a creative name. He named it after himself. Isaiah, at first reading this, it's a little bit confusing. And you're all going to think, why, Pastor Josh, are we reading this today? Why are we going there? But as we get into it and as we explain it, I will tell you, this is Isaiah. What we're reading is Isaiah explaining a vision that God had given, them, given him. And it's so powerful. And it's also one of the most amazing fresh starts you will see in the entire Bible. So you're going to see how this is a fresh start, and we're going to learn how we can apply this truth in our life. So I'm going to read through Isaiah uh, chapter 6, and I'm going to read all through this entire passage. And as we read through it, follow along. Scripture will be on your screen. Pull it up on your Bible app, on your notes. And this is what the Bible says. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted. The train of his robe filled the temple, and above him there were seraphs on each side with wings, six wings, two wings, they covered their faces with two they covered their feet and two that were flying and they were calling to one another holy 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 is the lord almighty the whole earth is filled with his glory and at the sound of voices the doorpost and thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke and now this is isaiah speaking right here woe to me i cried I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the tong, with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth, and he said, See, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. Now, in my notes and in my Bible, underneath that passage, I wrote the phrase, a vision for a new beginning or a vision for a fresh start. So before we move any further, I need to make this intensely, insanely practical for everybody. So what I, I want you to do is this. If your life in any way feels a little bit dry right now, and I know it's easy to feel that way, especially now because of the quarantine and everything we're going through, uh, but I want you to pull out that pen and that paper or your note app. I don't, you need you to write an autobiography, you know, a 10-page autobiography of all the mess in your life. I don't want you to do that, but I do want you to identify just a few things with a few thoughts. Um, maybe it's a name. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's your spiritual life. Maybe it's something mental. Maybe it's something from your past. Maybe it's something you dealt with before all this broke out. Maybe it was a struggle with insecurity, with identity. A number of different things that this could be. But whatever it is that you are believing God for a fresh start in your life, write it down. Absolutely take a moment and write it down. Maybe it's a habit that you need broken. Um, whatever it is, something that you're believing God for a fresh start, write it down and because I want you to get that thought captured in your mind and we're going to talk about that through this message. So we're going to look at what it means to have a fresh start. Now, I believe that in light of Isaiah's vision, what he's sharing here, there are some things that we can do today through this word that will help us have this uh, fresh start. And so I'm going, to, I'm going to read through this passage and I've just got five questions that I'm going to ask. That I'm going to point out. I'm going to go through these quickly, so everything will be on your notes and uh, on the on the streaming. Uh, it'll be on the notes. It'll be posted for you, so that way you can follow along. But first is this. I've got five things I'm going to cover. With the first is this. If you want a fresh start, you've got to first identify the source of the pain. Now, this one should be the easiest, but yet the most difficult at the same time. And I'll explain that. 
When I'm talking about pain, I'm not talking about the pain of boredom that we all feel right now because we've all been stuck in homes for two weeks. I'm not talking about the pain of, you know, the hot fries are gone because your kids ate them last night, which is the pain that I felt at that time. Um, I'm not talking about that kind of pain. I'm talking about real pain. Real life, serious pain, not puny stuff. The real stuff. Isaiah begins this passage by saying, and I think it's so interesting, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Now, obviously, if you're studying this verse, you recognize, realize that Isaiah is, is actually, this is an obvious reference to a date. He's making sure we understand when this took place, when this vision happened. And there's a chronological reference saying that in the year this happened, this is when God spoke to me. And I understand that. But as I read through this, that word died just, why is that such, a, that's such an important word in this passage? It just kind of triggered something all of a sudden. Why did he start this vision with that? The year that King Uzziah died and then it hit me. Because God is such a great God, he has the ability that even in some of our most significant pain and difficult situations to initiate and launch something brand new out of it. God's able to leverage that pain in a way where he brings new life into your life. That's how God operates. And so it's important for us to understand we've got to recognize. Now, in our life, it's not not necessarily... um, you know, a, a, like a, le- a legitimate death, like King Uzziah died. It may not be a physical death. Um, it may be a death of a dream. It may be a death of a relationship. It may be a death of, you know, a, a relationship, family shattered by divorce or a job loss, or it could be a number of different things. Or maybe the spiritual intimacy that you once had has been strangled. It's just been lost through this situation or before. Whatever it is, regardless of the cause, there's some pain. There's some pain in our life, and we've got to identify that. And this is important for us to have a real fresh start. Um, To help us identify the pain, I'm going to encourage you to ask this question. Here's the first question I want to ask you. The question is why? Why should I change? Why should you, why should I change? Now, at first glance, it seems like a real simple question, but it's really not a simple question. It definitely is not a simple answer. Because what I've noticed about a lot of people is this. A lot of people, when they want a fresh start, they walk right past the pain and ignore it. Pretend that it never happened. Pretend that it didn't take place. You know, and, and we've, all, we've all been stuck, you know, in our homes lately because of this quarantine. And so a lot of us have been forced to just really look at our lives, you know, through maybe it's boredom or maybe it's reflection or whatever it may be. But if there is some kind of pain in your life, it's probably come to the surface lately. It's probably been a little bit more exposed. And a lot of people struggle with identifying that pain and they want to just walk right by it. And they want to disguise it. They want to pretend that nothing's wrong. They want to pretend that everything's going to be okay. They want to pretend that if they just keep going on and act as if nothing wrong has happened and nothing wrong has taken place, then they can just get through this and and they'll be just fine. And and this is just... I'm suggesting... That, come, that you should just come clean and be honest. Be honest and identify this. Why should I change? I'll tell you why. Because pain hurts. Because being lonely is difficult. It's challenging because of that. Or I'm tired or I'm empty or I'm sad or I'm spiritually depleted or I'm dry. And listen, once this quarantine ends, I don't want to go back into that pain. I don't want to go back into that old life. I don't, go, what? I don't want to go back into that misery. I don't want to go back into that bad relationship or that bad habit or that bad situation, whatever it may be. I want healing out of that. 
Another thing that I've noticed, another thing I've noticed is that a lot of people wear masks. Now, we see masks everywhere, especially now. We see them in the grocery stores. We see them people driving down the road because people are keeping themselves safe, and I understand that. And I'm not talking about um, that kind of physical mask. Um, I'm talking about the mask that we disguise ourselves to hide the pain, the mask that says, I'm okay. A lot of times that mask looks like a, a cracked smile. Um, it looks, you can see the sad eyes, but you know, your, that cracked smile hides the pain that you're really going through, or the mask that I've got a good relationship, or the mask that I'm not sad and I'm not tired, or the mask that I'm not wounded, or I'm the, the mask that I'm spiritually stronger than you, you, know, you think, or all these different things. This past week, our staff, we had a staff meeting, and you know, to make sure we were staying protected and staying safe. I told the staff, everybody show up in a mask. Let's be safe with this. So here's the deal. Of course, the staff is having a little bit of fun with that, not trying to diminish the, you know, uh, how serious this is. Of course, we were just making, having a little bit of fun with that. But I wore a mask too that day, and let me tell you something. Even for just a little bit of time, I wore that mask. It was uncomfortable. It was sweaty. Um, it was, it was kind of tight around my head. It was just, I began to think, you know, I didn't like it. Why in the world do we settle for wearing masks in a life? when they're uncomfortable, when they don't help us, they don't, they don't change us, they don't fit. You know, why do we wear them? I'll tell you why. It's because we're not identifying with the pain. We're trying to hide something that God wants to heal. And so we drop the mask, and it's okay. We ask this question, why? Why should I change? Here's the answer, because I want a fresh start. I don't want to live a life filled with pain. I don't want to live a life filled with regret. I don't want to feel this way anymore. And it's okay to say that, listen, I'm going to choose to follow God's direction because the direction I was living before, the life I was living before, wasn't working. It wasn't working that great. I was hiding. I was wearing a mask. I was trying to keep it all together. And it was a painful struggle. And God has something so much better. He has a brand new start for every single one of us. And so I want to change because I felt lost. Or I want to change because I believe that God has a better future for me than what I was headed towards. I, have, I want to change. I want that fresh start. You know, pain can be a great motivator through this time. And the, and the reality is that God doesn't want us dealing with that pain. You know, Uzziah, uh, uh, Isaiah could have written, In the year that King Uzziah died, I, did, I got drunk because I was so sad. He didn't. Uh, in the year that King Uzziah died, um, you know, I just, I just ate cookies until I couldn't breathe. Just to, you know, numb myself. He didn't write that either. Or he said, I, you know, in the year that King Uzziah died, I packed it in. I sold my camel and just, you know, lived in a tent down by the river. I don't know. He didn't do that. You know, I took up smoking. He didn't say any of those things. He didn't say any of those things. He said, I want a fresh start. If you want a fresh start, listen, you've got to first identify that pain. And this is a hard, this is the most difficult, and that's why I made this first. You've got to identify it. Now, I want to be very clear on this, and I'm going to move on. God does not bring and initiate this pain in your life. And you be very clear on that. God doesn't bring the pain to you. He's simply waiting for you to bring your pain to him. Please know that. Please know that. Once you bring it to him, he initiates his healing power into your life. He's ready and willing to help you get through this. Second thing, if you want this fresh start, you've got to recognize that this is all about God. This is all about God. I love this. Isaiah's vision included this. Such clarity of God's majesty and his holiness. I saw the Lord seated on a throne high and exalted. And some of y'all remember that song, sang it in church. And the train of his robe filled the temple, and they were calling together, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. 
So personally in my life, when I identify my pain, it, it brings me to a place where I understand I need God. It brings me to a place where I understand I need more of Jesus in my life because I understand that pain is not from God. He doesn't want me dealing and feeling that pain. And so it draws me to a point, it pulls me into the presence of God because I know I need more of Him. And, and I know that through God and through His Word, through the Holy Spirit, I can actually receive that change. And here's where a lot of people mess up. And I wrote this down. People will identify the pain, but instead of saying it's all about God, they say this, I can fix it. I can fix it. I can handle this. And so people realize they're in pain. They know they're tired. They know they're lonely. They're no, they know they're going through something difficult. They know the relationship is busted. They know that the finances are busted. They know that all these things are wrong and not working out. They understand that. You know, people, people, but the problem is people turn then to the wrong stuff. You know, you turn on the television and you see some dude with big teeth and he's real tall and he's like, listen, you can live your best life. And you're like, yeah, yeah, take my money. That doesn't help. That doesn't help. It's not a lasting change. And so I see this all the time. You can't fix this on your own. You can't fix it just by going to a gym and joining a membership and, and starting to exercise. This is not a lasting change. I know, who, I know people who live at the gym. God bless them. And they're still insecure. They exercise all the time and they're still struggling with so many areas in their life. Doing these things doesn't fix it because those are not great substitutes. They do not, there is no substitute for the power of God in your life. And so making a life change is not going to last without God. It's just not. You need Jesus in your life. It's not a true fresh start. So in Isaiah's vision, he's saying it's all about God. It's all about God because I understand I need God. I don't want to waste my life. I don't want to waste a day. And I understand to receive that kind of change, I need God. To have that kind of change take place in my life, I need God. And God can bring that change, and God will bring that change. It'll be a true change in your life, but it requires, demands God. God changes everything. So here's my question. Oh, this is good. Who is my God? Who is he? Who's my God? Oh, that's a tough one. That's a good question. Somebody needs to say amen. I mean, like all caps, amen again. That was a good one. Or maybe an old snap. That might be a better one. Um, this is a fair question for everybody listening. We all worship something. I think if anything, this quarantine exposed that. We all worshiped something. Maybe if it wasn't the God of this Bible, Capital G, maybe it was another God, lowercase g, in your life. But we all worshipped and had a passion for something. And maybe you worship it a little bit too much, more than you have been worshipping the God of this Bible. And it's been exposed, but we all worship something. And that something, is it the powerful, powerful enough source in your life to give you these new beginnings, to give you this fresh start? That's a, such an important question that we all have to answer. God, Isaiah said this about God, holy, 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 the whole earth is filled with his glory. And he's saying it's God who has the ability to give us this fresh start. And so I've got to understand this about him. Third thing, I've got to be honest with myself. I have got to be honest with myself. So this is what Isaiah does when he's writing. He's saying basically, God is holy, and he is righteous, and he is awesome, and I'm pretty, much, I'm pretty much a dirt bag. Now, I know that's Josh's paraphrased version, but this is what Isaiah is saying. He's saying, God is holy, I'm not. His whole earth fills, his, whole, his glory fills the entire earth. God created the heavens and the earth. You know, me, I ate three honey buns for breakfast this morning. There's no comparison. And he's saying, when you look at me, Isaiah's words were, woe, woe to me, I am ruined. And this, this is an important theological understanding. 
that really builds on the previous point that we talked about. That when you look at what Isaiah is saying, when I look at myself in light of God's glory, the glory of God, you know, and this gets a little heavy here, so just track with me. If I look at myself in the light of God's glory, I'm looking pale. Not pale like I haven't been out in the sun in a long time. Pale like I don't measure up. I don't measure up. You know, if I look at myself in the light of God's glory, you know, ugly is a better word. And I, nobody likes to use the word ugly in 2020 because everybody's beautiful. And I'm not talking about physical appearance. I'm talking about outside of God, without Jesus in my life, on the inside, I'm not a pretty person. There's an ugliness on the inside of me if I don't have Jesus. It's Jesus who makes us all beautiful. And again, it's not a beauty on the outside. It's a beauty on the inside because God's looking directly at our hearts. And so Isaiah recognizes this and he goes, oh my gosh, U-G-L-Y, I don't have no alibi. I'm ugly. That was a cheer from like the 1990s and I learned it because I sat at the bench a lot. It's like this. I was in my wife's makeup room. She's got this little makeup room. It used to be my video game room when we first got married and she had a hostile takeover and took it over. So now it's her makeup room. It's just a little room she uses and my daughter. And so anyway, she has this double-sided mirror, one of those mirrors that when you first look at this one side, you're like, oh, I look nice. I look good. I look real good. But when you flip it over, it's got that magnification mirror and it magnifies things like 30 times. And all of a sudden, all of these flaws are exposed. So you, the one side of the mirror, you're like, oh my gosh, I look nice. You flip it over and you're like, oh my God, you see everything that you couldn't see in the previous mirror. So now all of a sudden you see that nose hair that's sticking out like an elephant tusk. And you're like, where did that come from? Because all of a sudden it has exposed all the flaws, magnified all the flaws. And this is what Isaiah is saying. There's a magnifier up in, into my life looking at my heart. And when I compare it to the glory of God, I understand that, oh man, that's nasty. It's not good. And so this is the big question. Where is my heart? Where's it at? Because if you're gonna have to, if you're gonna have a fresh start, you've got to be able to answer this question. And I mean brutally honest, like on a on an ugly scale of one to a hundred. Okay? Zero, your heart, you're Jesus Jr. Everything you do is perfect. One hundred, you know, you're the worst person in life. You've got to be able to answer this question honestly. With where's your heart at right now? Is it pure? Is it clean? And I'm not talking about Purell. I'm just talking about absolutely clean. Um and this is, this is so important. This is so important. We've got to answer this question. When you evaluate your heart, and I do this constantly, and you see the condition of where your heart's at. Listen, I do this with myself all the time. Even at places like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I love to have a little fun and just be honest about myself. If I talk about me, you'll laugh. If I talk about you, you'll get mad and send me evil chats and bad Facebook reviews. So here we go. I, even when I'm at Planet Fitness, I, and it is a judgment-free zone. That's what's on the wall. Even when I'm at Planet Fitness, I'll be working out and doing my weights, and I'll look over and I'll see someone who's using the machine, not just in an inappropriate way, but in a way that it could hurt us all. Like, they, like the, the machine could explode because they're, they're using it so wrong. And I'm looking at them like, and my head's going, Josh, judgment-free zone, judgment-free zone. But I'm judging. I'm so judging. I'm like crazy judging. Like, almost to the point where, like, stop, you know? So, and then I have to ask God to forgive me because I put my phone down after I've recorded them. I'm just joking. I don't do that. That would be really mean. But I'm like, listen, I'm telling you this because 
We all deal with these thoughts. I'm just being honest. So you can, you can type out right now in the chat, right? Uh, you can type out in the chat an angel emoji and then follow that up with a devil emoji because you're just like me. And I get that. And we all get that. And the reality is we have to be honest with the condition of our heart. And, and, and I wrote this down. And when I get serious with this, when I get real serious with this, when I open my heart up to God, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of, of that evil in there anymore. And the reason why is because when I open up, God changes it. He heals it. He restores it. He cleanses it. It's a powerful, powerful thing. Now, um, it would be a little bit depressing if we stopped the message right here, but I've got two more points. and I'm going to go through these quickly, so follow along. So we've... we've identified the pain we've we've looked at the pain in our lives um we've recognized that it's all about god we've gotten honest with ourselves asked ourselves about our heart number four is this you got to release the past you've got to release the past obviously we've got some ugliness in our life that we're not proud of some pain in our life that we're not proud of some regret in our life that we're not proud of that we need to let go of and I need you to know that you're not alone today. We've all gone through this. We've all got things that God's had to forgive and, forgive and restore. Um, and a lot of us do. We have these regrets. What does regret bring? Regret always brings shame. It always brings embarrassment. It always brings anger and grief and resentment. All of these ugly things and regrets. You know, I, I wrote it down like this. I'd describe it this way. It's like this slimy, sinful film on our life. It's like this slimy, sinful film that just covers things and if I'm going to have a fresh start, I need to let God really clean my life up and really help me get rid of that. This is what Isaiah said, verse 7. With it, he touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt, your guilt is taken away. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Do you see that? Your sin atoned for. Your sin is paid for. In other words, your sin is gone. It's totally gone. So God does not want you and I living in any way with these regrets. And it's because of that that he offered this beautiful thing through Jesus called forgiveness. Forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiveness. And the good news is that since regrets are inevitable in all of us, we're all going to have them at some point, forgiveness is available for all of us. If you've been forgiven by God today, I, I, want you to, I just want you to type it out right now. Thank you, Jesus. I'm forgiven. All caps and just thank you, Jesus. I mean, forgiveness is so powerful. Psalm 32, finally, I confessed all my sins and you stopped, try, I stopped trying to hide them. You forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Great news. Psalm uh, 103 says he forgives my sin. Again, God is all about these fresh starts. And once you, for, once you have confessed that sin, that ugliness, whatever it is you're going through, God says, I'm faithful and just to forgive you of those sins. Thank God I'm forgiven. And so we've got to release that past. Now, if you've had a problem releasing your past and you've been feeling guilt, guilt does not come from God. Guilt comes straight from the pits of hell and the enemy because guilt keeps you from living the full potential that God has in your life. It holds you down. It's a chain linked to that sin or to that past or that problem. And that guilt will keep you there forever. So don't allow it any longer let that forgiveness through jesus and the salvation of god set you free and fully receive it so here's the question remember i have a question for every single one of these what am i holding on to what are you holding on to today are you holding on to the regret and the pain of something that failed or something that you messed up or something that was you know done to you or are you holding on to the promise of god's forgiveness and salvation today 
Don't be paralyzed by the past when you can be motivated by this great future God has for you. Number five, number five, and this is where we'll finish up. Say yes to God. Say yes to God. So let's look at this how, real quickly, review how this could work. I identify my pain and it pushes me to say I'm ready for a fresh start. I understand I don't want to live that way anymore. Two, I recognize that the fresh start requires, it's all about God. Three, I evaluate my heart, what is on the inside, which reinforces the fact that I need Jesus now more than ever. Four, I release my past into God's hand and fully embrace his forgiveness for my life. And number five, I am saying yes, yes to Jesus, yes to God. And this is what Isaiah said in verse eight. This is what he did. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And he said, here's the fresh start. Here am I. Send me. That's saying yes to God. Here am I. Send me. Send me, God, to do your work. Send me, Lord, to do your will. Send me, Lord, to be your person. Send me, God, as a man in the business world. Send me, God, as a woman in the business world. Send me, Lord God, to the schools. Send me, Lord God, to the environments, to the workplace, to the markets, to wherever it is. Send me, Lord God. I want to be used by you. Um, we've learned in one of the more challenging ways. It's, you know, there's an easy way and a hard way to learn. And we've learned this the hard way lately, that there are very few things in our life that we can control. I think we're all aware of that now. Most of us live with this stress. Some of us got ulcers over, over what we wish we could control, and we've learned we don't have any control over it at all. And then we have this incredible heartache to control others and other people and other situations that we can't control either. And it's tough. There is, though, something we can control. And this is where Jesus steps in. He gives us this amazing invitation. And what you have the choice today is the choice of saying yes to, Lord, to the Lord, yes to Jesus, or no. You have that choice. I have that choice. Every single day of my life, I have that choice. I'm going to encourage you to say yes to Jesus today. God, I want you to breathe your new life into me. I want a fresh start. This isn't going to last forever. I don't want to go back into life with the pain and the frustration and the regret and the unforgiveness and the bitterness. No, I want to embrace this new that you have for me. I want to change. And I understand I can't change on my own. It requires, demands your presence, your power in my life. Isaiah experienced this fresh start. God wants us to experience this fresh start. So the final question, when will I get started? When will I get started? And that's a great question because it's not too late. We're entering into an Easter season, a powerful, powerful season. Whether or not we're going to have a physical service, we're still waiting to see. I hope we do. But if not, don't settle for resuscitation. So many people just want to be resuscitated back into the old life. Jesus offers us a resurrection. Resurrection is a brand new life. Accept that resurrection power. Make that change today.